0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to week three of our Lent podcast. My name is Lindsay Knuckles. I'm the community director of New City Matthews. The purpose of this podcast is to dive into and explore the season of Lent in order to prepare our hearts for Easter. So each week of this podcast, we will discuss one topic of Lent. The first week we talked about Ash Wednesday and why that's important and really what Lent is. And the second week we talked about confession. So I'm here today with my friend, Carrie Givens. Um, Carrie, can you give us a short introduction and tell us a little bit about who you are?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I have been part of New City Church for about nine years. I'm the communications manager, which means yeah, what does that mean? If it's on a screen or it has words, it's probably been touched by me or my team. I love that. <laughs> it's a big job. It's it's a lot of a lot of different pieces, and we are not the final touch on some of those things, mm-hmm. but we usually get to you know make sure the quotes are correct um, or the you know. Periods are in the right places. Things That's like that, very important. Mm-hmm. It's I'm big helpful. into grammar. It's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome. Well, thanks for being here today. You're welcome. All right. So this week's topic, Carrie and I are going to have a conversation about fasting in this Lenten season. Um, so, Carrie, I just want to kind of start off with some basics and let's define some words. So, what is fasting, and why are we talking about it when it comes to Lent?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, fasting is a spiritual discipline, and it's a voluntary denial of something that is otherwise normal in your life. Mm. Um, And it can be something like eating. You know, that's, that's probably the first thing our brains go to. Right. Um, Right. I'm fasting and that means I'm not eating. Um, Or it can be any other daily practice, the going on social media or another activity that you typically do as part of your normal life. Mm. And it's, very, the thinking of it as a spiritual discipline, one of the things to keep clear is that fasting isn't saying the thing you're abstaining from is yes, bad. yeah. It's saying that I'm going to set this aside, and instead of doing that thing, I'm going to use that time to reflect on my own heart, to listen to the Holy Spirit, to confess to God. Like, there's hmm. purpose That's in good. the time I would normally spend with whatever the thing is. Um in terms of why we talk about it in Lent, Mm -hmm. it's sort of the integral spiritual discipline of Lent. Like we're talking about so many different ones throughout this season, but fasting is kind of the basic, yes, you know, for Lent. And I think many of us know, like we know people who grew up in more liturgical traditions and we grew up knowing, oh, they don't, eat meat throughout Lent. They don't, you know, whatever the thing is that, the, you know, everybody knows, oh, I don't eat chocolate during Lent. Yes. <laughs> kind of, yes. You know, that, that sort of fast. So that's sort of integral. And I think it's really interesting to think about, um, fasting as sort of a tangible outward sign of something that's going on internally. Mm-hmm. um, I have been reading this fascinating book called Winters in the World that's about the rhythms of the Anglo-Saxon year. And it's this incredible scholar who, A, is brilliant, but B, can communicate. So, you know, that's always great. Oh, that's always great. (laughs) It's a benefit. (laughs) Um, But she talks about... Lent coming to, or Christianity coming to England, coming to the Anglo-Saxons okay. in about the 700s and the adoption of Lent. And the word Lent, I think Gabe mentioned this in his yeah. podcast a couple of weeks ago, um, the word Lent actually comes from the Anglo-Saxon word Lenten, which was the word for spring. And it was the oh, word for wow. lengthen, And the, you know, the the days were getting longer. Um But then we eventually narrowed it down to mean this season specifically with this spiritual meaning. And in this book, she talks about how in an agrarian society, particularly in the north, spring is sort of, she says, an unavoidable fast. Mm. (laughs) You know, you've gone through your winter stores and you haven't started producing food yet. Um, And yet, as the church came in and Mm. as this tradition of fasting that was part of the church calendar came into the Anglo-Saxon world. They adopted it and and it just made sense and it became part of their rhythm of spiritual discipline as opposed to just a rhythm of life. That's good. Um, which is just a really interesting yeah. idea to me. That's like, so interesting. I was fascinated by yeah, it. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, I mean, one of the other like yeah. things that she mentions in the book, they, they locked away the word Alleluia. So mm-hmm. they actually fasted from the celebration mm-hmm. of God, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, throughout the season of Lent. And so they put that word away for six weeks, and then brought it back out at Easter. And mm-hmm. I love that idea. That's like, really cool. Like, that That helps me understand that it doesn't have to be food. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. Fasting from that into, in order to turn my mind to, from dust you are, to dust yeah, you will return. Yeah, that's really
0: good. I like how you... Um, reframed fasting because mm-hmm. I think it's kind of always been, or at least in my mind, this kind of like deny yourself. It's a torture. Yeah. Yes, like do without coffee or do yes. without um, you know social media or food, and and it's. Kind of a negative, right? So I loved the way you worded that at the beginning. Just like it's a, it's positive, and and you're supposed to fill. I like how you were like, hey, you're taking away something, but you're also filling it. There's right. a purpose. Right. It's purpose, right. right? And so I really loved how you described that. Thank you. Yeah, that was good. Okay, so what is needed for fasting? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If that question makes sense.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things as I've read about fasting in Scripture that I just have found so valuable is this idea that you see over and over and over again in scripture, that God cares so much more about the attitudes mm-hmm. of our hearts than he cares about our outward actions. Yes, um, and I think good. if, you know, if you were at the Ash Wednesday service, um, at least at South Park, I, I wasn't able to get to the Matthews one, but you know, we, we read from Isaiah 58. Um, and that struck me as like he uh Isaiah says to the people, um uh he's well God says to the people through mm-hmm. Isaiah, what good is fasting when you keep on fighting and quarreling? Mm. He says, this this kind of fasting will never get you anywhere with me. You humble yourselves by going through the motions of penance, bowing your heads like reeds, bending in the wind. You dress in burlap and cover yourselves with ashes. Is this what you call fasting? Do Mm. you really think this will please the Lord? And then God says, no, this is the kind of fasting I want. Free those who are wrongly imprisoned. Lighten the burden of those who work for you. Let the oppressed go free and remove the chains that bind people. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from relatives who need your help. Mm. And I think again, that reframing, yes. it's no longer thinking of fasting as torture yes. or self-flagellation. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's thinking of fasting as what am I not doing yes. so that I can. And that what can is a lot of, you know, can be a lot of different things. It yeah. can be uh, you know, doing good in the community or whatever, but it also can be focus on God. It can be time for That's confession. Um, so, in terms of what is needed, what is needed is an attitude mm. that is good. humble toward God and that mm-hmm. is submitting to what God's going to do during that season. Um, Joel, uh, another one of the mm-hmm. Old Testament prophets, also talks about fasting, and he he sees it as. a a part of lament and confession, um, that it goes hand in hand with that. And he, he says, um, you know, God says through Joel, like, don't, um, tear your clothing, tear your hearts before me. That's good. And it just is like, Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all in the context, like fasting, like I said, is sort of this overarching spiritual discipline that goes hand in hand with so many others.
0: Well, that reminds me that, so the first time I practiced fasting was, Mm -hmm. uh, oh gosh, like 15 years ago or something um and or 13 what you know around that time and i fasted from food for like 3 days and i remember being so focused on like what i was doing i was like starving and i was so focused on like my outward actions or like mm. okay When am I going to eat? Like, how long has it been? And I was so distracted, I remember. And so I was very – it felt very, like, legalistic. Like, my posture was, like, not on – okay, well, what am I actually doing in the meantime? (laughs) You know? And so I remember, like – I I really missed the point of it yeah, yeah. (laughs) because I was like, all right, when am I eating next? Or like, you know, I just, I I missed the point of it. And so when you were talking about, oh yeah, it's, it's, God is more concerned about your heart and your Mm -hmm. attitude and your posture and like Mm -hmm. that kind of that purposeful time. Right. Um, So I definitely fast a little bit differently (laughs) this time. I was like, why do I hate this? (laughs) Yes. I'm missing the point, but, um, well, do you have a story like how fasting has impacted you and, um,
1: you how it's played a role in maybe your mm-hmm. relationship with God or others? Mm-hmm. I would say I'm terrible at it. Um, oh, okay. I love that. <laughs> like it was, it was a little bit funny that, um, I was like, this was the, the discipline that I was writing a devotional about oh, this year so because it's, I'd say, you know, it is so much easier to have the thing or do the thing than it is to not, Yes, you know? And, and so That's just, it's a really hard thing to do, you know, to, to make the decision that I am going to abstain from X. Yeah. Um, What's
0: hard like about it for you?
1: I think it's literally just that the other path is simpler.
0: Yes. You
1: know, like it's, it's the path of least resistance. Yep. Um, I will say, you know, times that I have fasted either from media or, um, I don't know that I've ever actually successfully fasted from food, except for the story mm-hmm. I tell in the devotion, yes. um, where, you know, it was a all nighter where they just kept us busy. So then mm-hmm. <laughs> you, were, you, you need? didn't think about your food, your <laughs> hunger. <laughs> um, but, um, I think those times for me have often wound up being a period of, of intercession or a period of, um, mm-hmm. just focused prayer it, usually on behalf of someone else or something that's going on. I find it harder to do it for my own personal introspection than I do to, um, to, you know, abstain from something in order to pour my effort and my time and my attention toward interceding on someone else's behalf Mm. or, um, things like that. So again, not good at it overall, So, hey, guys, Mm. you can practice the spiritual discipline of fasting badly. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's about your posture, right? Exactly, (laughs) exactly. And I would say, I hope that my heart attitude and my posture that I, that's more of an ongoing, like, Mm. recognition of submission to the Lord and wrenching my heart over things as opposed to just doing the action of fasting. And I, I, I think that is.
0: Yeah. You know, so yeah. but
1: um it's yeah. definitely it's definitely one I struggle with.
0: Yeah. Well there's gotta be a greater dependency in the hard. Yeah. You know, yeah. more like relying on something stronger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think, I mean, you may have already answered this, but why do we think fasting is important mm-hmm. and why do we do it mm-hmm. as believers?
1: Yeah. Well, so Jesus talks about fasting in the, um, sermon on the Mount in Matthew yes. six. And he, when he talks about it, he assumes his audience is doing it.
0: Mm.
1: Like there is no, if you fast, it's, it's when, when you fast. It's good. And I think that that is, you know, that's something to really keep in mind. As we think about it as a spiritual discipline, that it is something Jesus expects um, of, of his people. Yeah. And um, he expects not only the heart attitude, but also the, you know, that there are times and it can be a temporary thing. Like fasting right. is not meant to be a permanent change. Right. It is meant to be a, for a period of time, a, a focused attention. On hmm. X instead mm-hmm. of Y. Um, but he says in Matthew 6 16, when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do, for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will, will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that is the only reward they will mm. get. Uh, when you fast, comb your hair and wash your face, then no one will notice you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. That's so good. And again, I mean, that's the theme of the Sermon on the Mount over and over is um, that it's about the heart. Mm -hmm. And so I think like as we think about fasting as believers and making it part of our practice, um, you know, just making it. Part of our regular spiritual practice, making it time you know time with God, really focused on Mm. the thing, Um, and maybe again confession or lament or intercession. Um, It's almost like um, equivalent to Sabbath rest because it's Mm. it's a way of relying on God to fulfill and to sustain during this temporary season.
0: That's good. So, what would fasting practically look like? Like, mm-hmm. What would you say to somebody who is thinking about fasting? Yeah. Um,
1: I think, you know, it, again, it's not permanent. Yes. It's uh, not forever. <laughs> it's not forever. Fasting isn't a diet. Yes. <laughs> you know? Ooh, I like that. Um, like, it's not just giving up chocolate. Yes. Um, it is a spiritual practice. And so it, it is an outward not too flashily outward, but an outward, a tangible physical Mm -hmm. practice of choosing X instead of Y, -hmm. of choosing to focus on the Lord instead of the TV show that I usually watch every night, um, you know, or whatever the thing is. And I think, you know, the people that I know who have had seasons of fasting that have been truly rich and beneficial in their spiritual lives. And sometimes Mm -hmm. even in, I mean, I think their spiritual lives and their lives, lives are completely intertwined, but like have have been major movement moments for them in what is the Lord calling me to, where am I going, et cetera. Um, It has been a, you know, I am taking a week away Mm -hmm. from media, social media, television, movies, you know. And instead of the time that I spend in that, I am going to spend time with the Lord, I'm going to pray, I'm going to read the Bible, I'm going to, you know, write. One of my friends who's a writer, like that was sort mm. of how she rediscovered mm. her love of writing was was on a media fast, um, you know, and, and it was she was trying to figure out. What is it in this season of her life, as she was a mom, at home with kids, without any particular responsibilities outside their home, you know, like, what was her, what was her purpose? Yeah. And so she took this time of a media fast to really... Come before God with that and mm. ask that question of that's him. really good. And that's when He unfolded this entire new chapter of oh, life. I love that. I love that.
0: Yeah, I would say similar to your friend. So this Lent season, I'm mm-hmm. giving up social media, mm-hmm. um, Facebook and Instagram. And I did it last year um, during the summer, not for Lent, but mm-hmm. um, it is very challenging. I remember it being really hard like the first week. Yeah. And we could go a lot into the brain science of our phones right? and you know <laughs> social media, but I realized how much of my time and attention was going to that. Mm-hmm. And once I um, fasted from it and took a break from it, my mind – I mean, truly, I could talk about the benefits of that mm-hmm. for – I mean, we could be here for another mm-hmm. hour. <laughs> like, just mm-hmm. my mind was clear. My attention span. I was like, I had longer attention span. I spent my time better. Like, you know, I read read more. I also enjoy writing, and so I was writing and using my hobbies. You know, I just was like, wow. Like, how much time do I spend? And this is nothing wrong with social media, but Mm -hmm. I was just so mindful of. I mean, my brain felt clear. Like, I just felt like a different person. And so, to your friend, like, kind of, oh, I love doing this, and I was able to like hear God better. I mean, there was just so many Mm -hmm. benefits to it. So I'm doing it again this time, and. Doing it with some friends, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool to like do this in community yes. and corporately, and so we've been texting each other like, "How's it going?" and "What are you hearing?" and so um, that's been a really cool thing yeah. as well. Yeah. So, um, are you
1: giving anything up? I am not. Okay, be <laughs> free, <season>. be free. <laughs> 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 I, and 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 I really thought it through. Like, yes, do I need to? You know, need being right. My heart does. My heart need to. Um, and I, I just. I've, I've been in a weary season, mm. and I just sort of came to the realization that, like, for me, actually, the thing I've trying been trying to really focus on is um, what are called focal practices. Ooh. So having something that is, for me, it's a non-technology thing because oh. I, I'm on technology for all of my work, you know. Yes. Um, but something that is, the thing in itself is the purpose of it. Like it is not, there is no goal with this thing. Um, and that's kind of been my focus this spring. And then coming into Lent is what are those things? How do I bring more of those into my life? And I mean, one of my friends commented to me, he goes, isn't petting your cat a focal practice? And I was like, oh my goodness (laughs) I hadn't thought I mean my cat thinks there's benefit from that but you know but like really focusing in those moments when my cat decides to sit in my lap yeah you know like just being in the moment with you know with a lord with the thing that is in front of me doing a puzzle or you know Mm. some people that's knitting or I know people that it's beekeeping I don't keep bees um Mm -hmm, you know but some some practice that is a A physical practice, and that being a spiritual rhythm of just allowing yourself that time away from the technology, et cetera. So, for I don't know that that's so much a fast per se as just a you know a choice. But um, that's great. Kind of appreciate sharing that. Yeah,
0: I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Um, So, before we wrap up, anything else you want people to know or to be thinking about during
1: the season of Lent? Yeah. Well, I think I think the biggest thing to think about is is where, what is it that you're putting in. Mm. not just what is it that you're taking out um because if it's just about like you said earlier yeah. if it's just about what you're taking out and that's the only thing you focus on it turns into self-flagellation mm. um and so you know remember that God's looking at your heart um and think you know make the decision of okay I'm going to spend the time doing this I'm going to spend the time Reading scripture, I'm going to spend the time in prayer, I'm going to spend the time lamenting over a loss, I'm going to spend the time confessing, I'm going to spend the time interceding on behalf of someone else. Whatever the thing is that you are replacing, keep that as the focal point. and also grace, mm, like Amen. I think you know, like you said, it can become such a legalistic practice. And again, God cares about your heart attitude yeah, so much more than He cares about whether you checked off forty days of not eating chocolate.
0: Yes, exactly. Thank you for sharing that. Um, do you mind before we close praying for us no, to absolutely. kind of close us out? I absolutely. appreciate it, Carrie.
1: Heavenly Father, you are gracious and compassionate bounding and loving-kindness. And as we think about spiritual disciplines, we can so often forget your grace, your compassion, and your loving-kindness. As we spend this season of Lent without whatever the thing is, um, if, if we are fasting from something, or even if it is just those temporary quick moments Um, of putting our attention toward you, toward our, our brokenness and our need for a resurrected Savior. I pray, Lord, that you will see the attitude of our hearts, that you will bless the attitude of our hearts, and that we will recognize that you care so much more for obedience than sacrifice. You are good, kind, and you are our redeemer. And our trust is looking forward and looking back to the resurrected Savior. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. Thank you, Carrie, And thank you all for listening. Um, And just a reminder, New City has resources available to guide you through this Lent season. They're on our website at newcity.us. You can also find us on Instagram at newcity.us as well. Thanks so much.